So tell me, how does that make you feel? Are you recording? I am recording. You said record our therapy session. Ah, yes. Therapy session. Session one. The beginning. All right, go on. <laughs> it's your therapy session. Aren't you supposed to direct me? Yeah, I asked him, how does that make you feel? What the... What, that is what? the number one question that Freaky Friday... <clears throat> taught me it's like you just asked and how does that make you feel what exactly though what is what is that how does that make you feel so what is that why are you ruining a great childhood memory of mine i felt so smart like oh i learned like psychology i can psychoanalyze anybody just by asking them how does that make you feel <laughs> i don't know where we're going with this honestly <laughs> Welcome back to In Omnia Paratus. I'm Angela, one of your regular hosts. Today with guest, co-host, special guest, Brian, who's joined us on the podcast before, who apparently does not know how he feels at this moment. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how much how I feel about a, a podcast episode turning uh, therapy session. So I guess we'll uh, see how it goes. Well, if you don't feel comfortable with that, how about we go back to our regularly scheduled topic, childhood yep. in the 90s. 90s theme. <laughs> Sad that it's already 90s theme is uh already a old party theme kind of thing. Yeah, we're officially a throwback. You are over 30. I'm about to be 30 in one year and four months and some days. A little less than four months. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. How I... do you feel? Elementary kids dress up as your decade now. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's hitting a lot harder. Um, I mean, I knew a couple years back when I I heard that like um. Like the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were uh, being played on like classic rock or something like that. Oh my god. So that was like my, but you know, I never really listened to like those radio channels. So it didn't really hit me then. It hit me in the last couple of weeks when I, uh, I got invited to a 90s themed birthday party. And then um, I saw like promotions for like another, like a club event or something. And it was 90 themed night. So uh, that's, that's, that's when it kind of stung a little bit. I wonder how that even translates. Cause like I don't know that I could definitively tell you like any kind of 90s music I know 90s movies but what's 90s music um I mean it's hard for me I feel like a lot of 90s music is I look a lot of like punk rock um maybe like late 90s is like boy band okay yeah like but that's kind of early 2000 degrees um, Backstreet, yeah, Boys. Backstreet Boys Millennium that was 2000 yeah, but my they had, first ever concert but they had an album before Millennium that's true same with NSYNC too um, I think NSYNC had an album before the 2000s as well I feel like early like late 2000s is when they really kind of start taking off um, I mean a lot of pop music is already coming up too um, but when I think of these parties I, I'm also thinking of um, the clothing you know the, the iconic 90s clothing <laughs> Um, baggy jeans, polos, a lot of looser wearing clothes, you know, than today's stuff. Isn't that when everyone was wearing Tim's? Um, I mean, that's hard to say. I think yes, but living in California, I didn't really experience that. Okay. Because Tim's are more like they were being worn as like weather boots, I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so maybe like in other states, maybe. Okay, so I just Googled 90s clothing and everything that's popping up is like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Halloween Yeah, <laughs> you're talking some like bright colors. I mean, you're thinking of like, think about like how they were dressed in like Saved by the Bell. That was the 90s? Yeah, that was the 90s. I thought it was the 80s no 90s oh my god i'm pretty sure 90s we might have to fact check that okay. but i'm pretty sure because i remember i used to watch power rangers i can't remember what channel maybe it was on fox or something and then right after power rangers was saved by the bell wow yeah those are my early memories and this was like the original mighty morphin power rangers too 
Oh. I have like vague Power Rangers memories, but I was like way more into Rugrats, Sabrina the cartoon, Sabrina the live action. <laughs> um, did you watch The Weekenders? That sounds familiar. I don't think I really watched it though. Oh my God. Okay. But I also have to say that the 90s was also, I feel like, an era when I think Japanese anime also got very introduced into American culture. Like you get Pokemon mm-hmm. and then you get like, um, I think there was one called like Ronin Warriors or something like that sailor moon oh my god i love sailor all moon. like all these like a- like animes that got incorporated into like american tv it was an interesting time it really was and um for... you were saying um i i forgot where i was going <laughs> um you said you had something to pull me back because i said i was kind of all over the place I mean, or i can go off on more stuff 90s stuff no you're totally good uh just like when we were thinking about this earlier i thought it might be nice i was gonna look up an article for like things that only 90s kids would understand because i feel like that's also very like of the time i feel like that's when a lot of those articles started popping up like only people from this decade or this time period will understand this so i found one of those via BuzzFeed. so this is 19, oh, this is bath beads, pink medicine, and 19 other, and 19 other things 90s kids today. Wait, this is a very weirdly titled. Bath beads, pink medicine, and 19 other 90s things that kids today wouldn't understand. There we go. I got it. Okay. Number one, kids today will never understand how it felt when this was taken out of the gym storage room. Beating, would you like to describe what this is? It looks like a multicolored roulette umbrella thing. And you would, I remember you used to grab an edge or something like that. Yeah, it's the giant parachute. Yeah, parachute. Maybe that's what, yeah, parachute thing sounds familiar. Uh, um, It's the giant like PE parachute that's like red, yellow, blue, green, like triangles that you'd like flip up and down and like, kids would run underneath and then you would try to trap them underneath it or like you'd I yell like the run around and like half of the kids would run underneath and you'd have to run yeah, through and find a different spot I, 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 don't, I don't so what you described me sounds like duck duck goose the different spot thing kind of yeah but I, I don't remember playing any definitive game with it and i i don't know if there was an actual definitive game with it i just remember running around with it and then you jump underneath it and then well yeah i think you could do like whatever you wanted yeah. with it but, but like what i'm wondering if it, there was an actual game that was like the inventors of it had in mind when they created this thing (laughs) i don't know so that'll be fun for the fact check yeah definitely but do you actually remember this from your childhood oh i do i do i I remember it being very fun to get into it because then you're in it with all like your friends and stuff like Mm -hmm. that you're like it's almost like a think of like a sharing a camping tent something like that a giant camping camping tent tent for 15 minutes with your other pe classmates I think overall I liked it. It did cause me a little anxiety though because I hated the one where you had to run underneath on your own. Oh, like run across. Oh, yeah, like run yeah. across. Which sets- oh, I remember. I'm starting to remember more and more now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was all fun though. I, I, I liked it. That's coming back to me. Maybe this podcast is going to unlock some core memories for oh, you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe this will, will in fact turn into a therapy session. Oh my God. Number two, the pink medicine, AKA antibiotics in the form of amoxicillin, penicillin, uh, erythromycin in the bubblegum pink, like thick slushy liquid that went into like the spoon slash dropper hybrid thing that tasted as disgusting as it looked, but was also slightly addictive. So two things. Um, my memory of this is that I, I didn't think it tasted too bad. I was able to mm-hmm. kind of like down it pretty quickly, um, which maybe later played into my ability to take shots <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, seeing this now, I'm, 
I I guess I'm surprised it's not around anymore. I'm guessing since it's in this article, but I just assume that it's a flavor, something they would still have around for little kids to take them. You would think so, but I actually noticed this recently because when I went to the drugstore, um, this was a couple months ago. I was picking up liquid Benadryl because, as we know, I have a seafood allergy, and it's nice to have that on hand in case yeah. I like accidentally swallow some. And when I was like trying to pick out my flavor, I was looking for like the cherry pink bubblegum. They only had orange and strawberry. Oh, so it's specifically that flavor? Yeah, it's like a specific flavor. Like the pink was a cherry flavor. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why we moved away from that. I wonder if there's there's something maybe like harmful in that kind of like flavor. Maybe. Like that they moved away from? No, but it's interesting to your point about how like you said it kind of tasted a little good. Yeah. Like I remember when I was really little, I really liked the flavor of it and I, I was sick and somehow apparently I convinced my dad to give me more because I liked it and I put myself into a little low-key mini coma oh, wow. and my parents had to take me to the hospital so i wonder if maybe they like changed the flavors a little bit because it tasted too good too and maybe like things candy? like that were happening too so often it's like too much like candy or something mm-hmm. like that i could see that yeah no but i remember like that orangey bottle that is childhood and, and if i'm not Your mistaken can- didn't it have like a kind of like grainy a little bit of like a yeah. green texture to it too mm-hmm. huh that's interesting good times getting sick as a kid oh yeah <laughs> All right, next up we have, oh, trying to get the battery in and out of the remote control. Oh, is that what? No, no, no. This is the, uh, the Duracell batteries used to have that thing where if you press both ends, um, it would, the, the yellow bar would light up and it would tell you how much power is in it. What? It barely, it rarely ever worked. That's not safe. No, it's no charge. It's, it's, I don't know how they did it, to be honest with you, but it never worked well. Oh my God. I mean, it's not like you're not sending a charge through your hand. You're just like pressing the whites, like the white ends. Wait, I thought that this was like just like hurting yourself trying to pry batteries no, out no, of no. remote controls because we don't use no, remote no, controls it, it was, anymore. It was marketed. Um, I remember the marketing for this was kind of like, oh, now you don't have to guess how much like because battery levels weren't a thing back then. You couldn't plug something in. It would tell you like, oh, what your battery percentage on a oh, Duracell right. is. So you would hold the ends. And then I think the yellow bar would turn like blue to see how filled, like how like dead the battery was or not. But it, it rarely ever worked though. Oh my God. Well, I'm... You would literally have to squeeze the hell out of that battery and it would barely even turn blue and the battery would be like a new battery wow yeah it didn't work as implied but i think it was like a cool marketing thing Hmm. very interesting all right next up is that the pizza wars (laughs) it's pizza hut i have vague memories of pizza hut looking like this Um, i i can't say i actually went to a pizza hut when i was a kid i went in college uh, yeah i mean i went as a kid a couple times but okay so like for me Mm-hmm. I think I rarely ever had pizza like at a pizza hut like if we were gonna get pizza hut, it, like they would take it like to go you know you would like it'd be one of those things you take to go yeah. I don't think I ever really sat down in a pizza hut and ate pizza like that maybe for like the end of a season soccer game or like some kind of sporting event but I, I can't say I have too many memories I, I feel like the ones I remember more is it the round table pizza yeah I feel like everyone had their pizza parties there as a kid like in preschool it was like Chucky cheese and then when you hit elementary you went to round table but was it pizza hut or papa john's that was connected to blockbusters i want to say
say Pizza Hut. I don't think it was Papa okay. John's. Yeah, because it was... Um, you'd go to Blockbuster and you'd rent a movie and you'd pick up your frozen pizza, right? Frozen was Papa John's. Oh, okay. But I don't remember Papa John's being connected. I'm a little confused. Um, I'm gonna but yeah, have... I, I have to say, though, I do remember Little Caesars a bit more than Pizza Hut. And I feel like it's mainly for that little, like, the white little thing they put in the center. Oh, yeah. Wait. Even I think all pizzas have... I don't know if all pizzas had them, but I think Round Table was notorious for having them because it looked like a round table in the center, a mm-hmm. little white thing. Which I actually thought that's what it was. I didn't know that until, like, this year through TikTok that that actually had some kind of purpose. Does it have a purpose? Apparently it does. I'm going to I'm gonna live fact check this. <laughs> I mean, I feel like... Because I, I don't see that thing anymore. So I thought, I thought it was just the thing for Pizza Hut. Live fact checking. Oh, okay. It's called a pizza saver. Hold on. Let me see. Blah, blah, blah. This is why you should save the plastic thingy that comes in the box. Um, Three-pronged piece of plastic was designed by Carmelo Vitale of New York in 1985, and it's there to prevent the lid of the pizza box from sagging onto the roof of the pizza when the steam weakens the cardboard. Oh. Yeah. Maybe we just make better cardboard now, because I don't see that thing anymore, honestly. Oh, I could totally use that. I picked up a pizza the other day, and I really, truly appreciate that it was steaming hot, fresh from the oven. They actually, like, they did me a solid, and they upgraded my pizza because they actually forgot to make my order it was really funny i called it in and they'd like completely forgotten so they made it in like 15 minutes but like from steaming hot into the box by the time i got home the bottom was wrecked oh wow yeah like the the pizza was just so hot the top was fine but like the bottom was getting ready to cave in yeah okay so no for pizza hut for us um yeah but like pizza establishments in general to be honest with you i i feel like minus like getting pizza anywhere i feel like um chuck e cheese was probably the one place that i i remember mostly getting pizza there and staying there because i Mm -hmm. a lot of the pizza events i remember going to as a kid was takeout pizza okay yeah I don't know. I know I have tokens at home from Chuck E. Cheese still. Yeah. But I have no memory of being there. Yeah. But I, I remember Pizza Hut, Round Table, and maybe another one other big chain. Because stuff like I, I never really went to Domino's until college. Funny enough. I don't know. We'll have we'll have to look into this one. Yeah. We'll see which other pizza chains were popular in the nineties. Okay, I have no idea what this one is. I think those are like those little sticker gem things where you stick on things. Oh, like what you got with like the My Pretty Princess fantasy uh, game? I mean, I'm just guessing. Oh my god! These photos. Wait, you're no, to, they're stick on earrings. They're stick on earrings. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, yes, I do remember these. I used to use. I used to attempt to use these all the time before I had pierced ears. I got my ears pierced in like second grade. But they would never stay on. It was so sad. <laughs> like you'd put them on your ear and they'd be there for like 30 minutes and then you'd find them in like your hair or on your <laughs> shoulder or something. So it's like the biggest scam, but they were so cute. And I used to think I was so fancy. So it's like the equivalent of like a temporary tattoo, but earring and very temporary. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a temporary piercing. Yeah, and now they've kind of made a comeback with like festival fashion where like everyone's like putting like gemstones on like their like arms, faces, yeah. cleavage. Still a really big scam because 30 minutes later they're like on your All clothes over, or right? in your hair. Okay, yeah. So like partial 90s memory. Partial. Okay. Ooh. Number six, four square. Oh yeah, that like rubber ball. Wait, but like the game Foursquare. Yeah. Oh, is this specifically Foursquare? Yeah. Um, yeah, Foursquare is great. I that when I see that ball, I think of a dodgeball. Dodge ball. <laughs> That's what I think of. I can smell that ball like either whizzing by my face or like hitting me smack on the face. Oh my god, that's terrifying. I don't think I've ever played dodgeball. Oh, it's fun if you can dodge it. Oh my god! Like, did you play in school? Yeah. 
What? They yeah. allowed that? Yeah. I don't know if they allowed it, but we played it. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I think, no, we definitely played in PE. Oh. Oh, that's right. We definitely played it Oh, my in God. Oh, I think I used to fake sick every time we had to play dodgeball. I was not it great. Adults character. I, that's what I've heard. Oh, my God. Wait. Okay. But did you ever play Foursquare? Because this one is specifically about Foursquare. Um, I did play Foursquare. Not too much, though. Okay. Um, are there times. rules around Foursquare? I've always felt like the rules are kind of fluid. Uh, I remember um, we had a thing where if you made it to the king square, right? That's like the top square. Yeah. Yeah. You were allowed to set like the rules. So whoever, whoever was in the king square would like be able to make the rule. So chaotic. Oh, very chaotic. Oh absolutely. my God. So they would obviously pick these like crazy, because you were all kids back then, crazy yeah. rules so that, like they would last forever as king. Oh. For whatever reason. Oh my god. And there'd be like no way to like, there's like like no rules on what rules you can make, so. I think I like finally worked up the courage to play Foursquare in like seventh grade and then I played twice and I was so over it. Because <laughs> I did not understand why the rules kept changing. It was very complicated. All right, number seven. Can I take a break real quick? Yes. Can wash my hands just smell green barbecue. I really hate it. It really bothers me. All right, number seven. Every household had a toy sword. Is that a thing? Um, I had a toy sword, but I just assumed that every kid has a toy sword, or most kids have a, or kids have a toy sword at some point. Maybe. I don't think I did. I wanted a toy lightsaber, but they didn't make toy lightsabers back then. It was really sad. I mean, maybe it's a it's like a, a guy thing. Not to be very like... Maybe, but what if like your house didn't have men? Was it just like, or like, is it like everyone's like dad had a toy sword? Like moms were LARPing and had toy swords? I, I mean, if that was their hobby, but I think those are, those tend to be very male dominated hobbies. So I think it's... Possibly. I don't know. So I mean... The next thing that could come up on this is Barbie, and I can tell you I didn't, ha I didn't have a Barbie, so. Okay, fair. Very so, fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number eight. Bath beads? <gasps> bath bombs and bath beads. Oh, my God. Okay, I did you ever play with these? don't remember these too well. Oh, okay. They so look kind of familiar. So they're so bad for you. Like, you're not supposed to be in the water with them for more than, like, 15 or 20 minutes. But... You just like pour them in and you'd like watch them dissolve or you could like squish them like into the water. Those are, but these are different from the, the little pills that turn into like dinosaurs, right? Yeah. Okay. Not the same thing. Yeah. Those, um, oh, were those the little pill ones or were there, I remember the washcloths that were like wadded up really tightly into designs. And then when you put them in water, they'd expand and you'd get like a full photo. So I never had those, but the, the dinosaur ones we're talking about, those that come in like those little pills. Okay. Yeah. I had I had one of those towels. It was in the shape of a, like a mini T-Rex, maybe like three inches tall mm -hmm. and like two inches wide. And then when you put it in the bath, like the in when you put it in water, it expanded into like a Jurassic Park scene. Oh, wow. And it had like the Jurassic Park logo on it. It's pretty cool. I'm probably imagining it a lot more elaborate than it actually was. I mean, it's like evolved into maybe like a, a 10 by 10 washcloth. Okay. Yeah. So like not super huge, but like substantial. 
Gotcha. Yeah, but no, these were so interesting. Horrible for you. Thank God we don't make them anymore. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like all that stuff is probably like absolutely terrible for like the environment. Like all oh, that producing yeah. all these like just disposable like one use plastic kind of things just for like enjoyment. Mm -hmm. yeah. And speaking of one use plastics, push pops. Push pops. I remember these well. Uh, absolutely loved them. Probably would have one occasionally if they were still around. Yeah. I remember the the ones that I remember, the Flintstone Push Pops. Oh, yeah. I think that was the primary, primary ones that everyone had. Okay. I remember they always looked a little better than they tasted. Like, I think, or maybe I'm confusing it with, like, the Flintstones vitamins now in my old age. Um, I mean, the certain flavors of the Push Pops I remember liking. Mm -hmm. Um, Strawberry or whatever was really good. Um, I liked the green and orange swirly ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there was... Was it always, did they always have two colors or did some of them have one color? I can't remember. I thought some of them had one color. Like I'm imagining like a red one and I don't think it had anything else with it. Maybe that's something like a cherry yeah. kind of flavor. Yeah. Um, they probably had multi-flavored. Mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't taste bad in my opinion. It tastes like a popsicle kind of, mm -hmm. kind of like a, some type of like hybrid between like a popsicle and like ice cream, I think. Yeah. Like maybe kind of like, what is it? That place Rita's? Like a oh, custard? Rita's, um, like frozen a custard, custard kind of thing? Yeah. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. Which mix reminds me, do you remember that um, the ice cream that you would eat with the wooden spoon? Oh my god, yes. And it would sometimes have like a red bit of swirl in it, mm -hmm. or like the vanilla ice cream, and then or like a little oh, bit of chocolate swirl in it. Yeah, like the vanilla with the strawberry, or vanilla with chocolate. Yeah, I can, oh I, can, my god. I can still remember the taste of that wooden spoon. <laughs> oh my god, yes. And like, could you even really call it a spoon? It was a stick. There was zero <laughs> indentation on that. <laughs> Literally, literally a steak. I mean, coming out of the 90s and like these snacks, that's probably the most environmentally friendly thing, that little piece of wooden steak. Probably. And I think yeah, actually like, like the plastic cup was covered with like a paper Yeah, topping. paper too. Look, it's, <laughs> it was ahead of its time. My God. Being so like uh, environmental, con like environmentally conscious. Because these push pops were definitely not. There was so much plastic in them. Oh yeah. Like the, the bottom. Yeah. The little, like the, the, stick? Little, the stick itself was like hard plastic like, the bottom was hard yeah, plastic yeah, yeah. oi push pops yeah bring those little swirly ice creams back i wonder if they're still around hence bring them back <laughs> <laughs> oh cleaning uh, your mouse cleaning your wired mouse number 10 yeah. specifically the little roller ball yeah that was under the mouse i'd completely forgotten about this me too. Do you, did you ever just like hold it in your hand and then just like move the ball with your finger from the bottom? So when I was young, like when I was pretty young, I thought it, the ball looked like a cool toy. So like I literally took the ball out of our mouse at oh, home, no. played with it, lost it. And then when my parents came to use the computer, they're like, where, like, where the hell is the ball? <laughs> and like, I was like, I don't know. I started playing with it. So they had to buy like a whole new mouse because of it. Cause I like took out the ball and like, oh my God. Played it, like used it like a toy, like a marble or something. Wait, okay, at this time too, did they have to get the new mouse and keyboard together? I'll be honest with you, I was pretty young, so I don't remember. <laughs> I just know they had to replace the mouse for sure. Oh my god. Craziness. I'd completely forgotten about this. Yeah. I, I actually might still have one of these in my garage. I'm gonna have to pull it out and play around with it. 
All right. Ooh, number 11, the big mouth billy bass fish. I've uh, never had one of these, but I still see them all the time, like in um, like YouTube videos. Yeah, like these ones haven't really gone away. Yeah, I don't think so either. But, but I feel like they dominated, like, not even late night TV, but like every, like every channel had some kind of commercial for one of these fish. Yeah. To like buy like for your dad or your lake house or your grandpa they, like they, as a joke they weirded <laughs> me they weirded me out as a kid a little bit okay so i've actually i only recently seen one in real life and ironically i encountered one in someone's office oh yeah it was really scary like i walked in and it just started singing at me <sighs> that's so funny i've seen like the elaborate videos on youtube where mm -hmm. they will connect like six or seven of these fishes together and they'll like be like a Bastard Boys song where like each oh fish will God. sing like a different like be designated like a voice. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, no, it's it's funny. I, I would be down for a, that. Definitely a lot more elaborate than what it used to be. Number 12. Oh, computer games. Load it onto your computer. Minesweeper, Solitaire, Mahjong, Pinball. Yeah, all those games. Um, I like Minesweeper. Um, I think when I got a little older. Mm -hmm. I hate Solitaire though. I can never beat Solitaire. Oh, I really liked Solitaire because I liked the little clicky sound that the cards made. Yeah. I It took me forever to understand the premise of Minesweeper. Yeah, yeah I, I think I had to beat. Someone had to teach me how to play Minesweeper, I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure. Same. Yeah, um, I, I, it's, I don't think it's a game you just can figure out intuitively, especially if you're like a younger person. Mm -hmm. um, solitaire for me, I would always get stuck. No matter what I did, I would always get stuck. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I ever even fully finished a game of Solitaire in my life. Oh my god. I would always get some point and then my numbers, my card, like everything would just get stuck. So yeah, I guess with Solitaire is a lot of frustration. <laughs> oh my god. I remember, I think at one point in Solitaire, like in one of those like Windows updates, they released one where you could click and it would like tell you where to match your cards. Like you could ask for a hint. Yeah. And so then like you could get out of those, but it was brutal. I liked that you could change the card type though. So you could have like classic cards, rainforest themed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. cards animal themed cards definitely that was cool no but pinball was really my game like i remember it was like space 3000 pinball yeah, or something, something. Like yeah, 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 yeah. You, you were fighting like alien invaders i think it was big because like that was like playing an arcade game without having to go to mm -hmm. the arcade right good times i think that's why pinball is now my preferred arcade game <laughs> All right, number 13 is a yak back. I have no idea what that is. I don't know either. I thought, looking at the picture, I thought it was some kind of bop it. Yeah. Stuff, but I, I have no idea what that is. We might have to skip over that. Okay, so apparently you can record clips of what's going on around you. So you can record for like a few seconds and then play it back. Oh, like a, oh. Oh, or, you know, the auto coming out of that thing would be absolutely terrible. I, I'm sure like oh, if you yeah. spoke into it, you could barely understand. Oh, yeah. What's coming out? Oh, my God. Okay. Um, 90s ideal gaming setup. Okay. To paint the picture for you all, this is a 20-inch TV on top of a PlayStation. Like, and keep in mind, the PlayStation is what probably as big as... Beating, help me out here. How big is this? It's as big as the TV, but like, what would it be like on its own? No. I don't think that was the play. I think he's using yeah, the- Yeah, it says PlayStation. I think he's using, he's using the box as a stand. Is it? Yeah, that's not what the PlayStation looks like. Are you sure? Yeah, that's that's just the box for the PlayStation. Are we really sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm very sure. Okay. He's using the box of the PlayStation as a stand. The PlayStation's like a, a smaller white. Okay, so apparently putting your TV on top of your PlayStation box 
was a thing. To elevate it, yeah, because I mean, you can, you you didn't hang TVs back then, right? The TVs were too like big to like mount on anything. Okay, so you but just put them on stuff. But why not put the TV on a higher table? You, you make, was the box specifically designed to no, elevate your TV no, 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 to no, like just, the perfect viewing height? No, you're just making the most of what you have. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh. 15. Oh my god, the silly erasers. Those what are, were these? Like the erase and sniff? Like they were supposed to like smell like what they looked like. Like bananas maybe? smelled like banana. I mean, pineapples like pineapple. Grapes like grape. I just remember a lot of like funny shaped and like fun, like not funny shaped, mm -hmm. but like fun shaped erasers mm -hmm. that would just leave black marks all over your freaking piece of paper. Would oh, yeah, not they actually never get rid worked. of like any pencil mark at all. They would just like shred your paper. Yeah, they would like do nothing. Absolutely nothing. You might, yeah, this is just literally like a piece of plastic or just like hard rubber almost. <laughs> like it would not get get rid of like they were not even erasers i don't know why they called them erasers right and yet you had to have them in your pencil box to be cool yeah i think it was just, just the cool shapes and colors i feel like if i remember more than anything like i'd watch kids like poke holes in them like when they were bored in class oh yeah they would just like, tear like them stick apart. your like yeah. pencil in it yeah yeah I, I remember doing that or my friends would do that too interesting or would you like oh and then there were the ones who you could like stick on top of your pencil right yeah yeah, yeah. Never did any actual erasing. Nope. And again, an environmental blight. <laughs> yes. They're probably all sitting in like a giant mound in a landfill. Absolutely. Oh, oh my god! The glow in the dark stars. Did you have any of these? I did not, but my cousins had um, had them up in their room, mm -hmm. up in the ceiling, and I would love the fact that I could lay down, like whenever I slept over their place, I could lay down, stare up at the ceiling, and I would see all these stars, and I absolutely loved it. But um, my 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 parents' house, their ceiling has the uh, like the little like popcorn texture, oh, so you couldn't yeah. like, you couldn't stick stuff on top, and that was yeah, I was like devastated mm -hmm. of that. Oh my god, that sucks. I didn't have them in my on mine either, but my friends had them, yeah. and again, coolest thing to sleepovers absolutely Hell. I don't know. I might I might need some of these as an adult and like fulfill you, that childhood you know, fantasy. You know, like I have a lot of friends now who um, even as adults, they have, uh, they keep those, um, the star project, like they get star projecting things. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and you can kind of like light up your ceiling with don't, like stars. And I, I feel like maybe it comes from something, some like childhood memory of these things. Uh, maybe. I've seen some where they're like the combo humidifiers yeah. and like projectors. Hmm. I, I wonder if it all comes back from, you know, having these as a kid. It probably does probably some kind of latent memory oh okay this is the board game creepy crawlers oh this thing you can like um like like bake like gummies or are these the gummy ones i don't know i don't know what this I one is there's, there's ones where you can like bake like um um oh it says real molding oven yeah yeah like so okay so i remember there's there's two kinds like there's like the kind where you can make like your own gummies kind of thing and there's those ones where you could make um um like just like plastic toys in the shape of bugs in the shape of bugs yeah oh my god and i remember this commercial used to come on all the time when I uh, was was watching the Power Rangers mm -hmm. and like I, I never actually owned one myself um, but uh, yeah I remember seeing him and being like oh man like spiders that's gross like I was really like actually creeped out by it oh 
totally. But yeah, I don't think I ever asked my parents for one or I ever actually even wanted, like, bugs. <laughs> Dude, never ever. Like, I, like, couldn't even keep, like, ladybugs or roly-polies yeah. like other kids did. But no, actually, like, speaking of, like, fake bugs, did I ever tell you about the time? Um, I was visiting Jay and she had a Halloween biter that had, like, fallen out of the closet. No. Like, a little plastic one and I saw it on the floor and I freaked out for, like, 30 minutes because I thought it was real and, like, I was gonna die. And she <laughs> was, was it a big bug? Was, was it a big shower. It was really big. I thought I was going to die, but then I realized it was plastic. It was really bad. That's hilarious. Okay, number 18, the Scholastic Book Fair ordering sheet. Yes. Um, Amazing. Hands down, they need to bring this back for everyone. I need the Scholastic Book Fair for adults. I need them to come into my work. I need a I need a set time where I can browse for an hour, pick things out, and then fill out my little ordering sheet. Yeah, so it was funny because, like, um, I remember, like, being very excited about this and actually reading the material. Mm -hmm. Um, And then later in life, I think probably by the time I got to junior high or high school, I just kind of stopped reading in general, and I haven't really been much of a reader since. But yeah, it's it's interesting to see like like look at something like this and like it reminds me of a period of my life where I actually really enjoyed reading. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I just remember like the excitement like when you would see the Scholastic Book Fair like wheeled in in like the lockers. Yeah. And like usually it's in like your school's like assembly hall or gym or like front area or like they'd set it up in the hallways and it was just the coolest thing because they would just like open up. There would be so many books and they'd have like the pop-ups with like the cardboard cutouts of the characters and everything. Yeah. So at my school, they they gave us a maximum amount of money we're allowed to bring in and use. What? Yeah. And I think it was just to be fair. I don't know. I mean, maybe it was just to make sure that there's no kid that's bringing in like a ton of money or something like that. I mean, that makes sense. It's also a little strange that they would kind of limit, but like the limit was so low that you could barely afford like a book and a half really it's like ten dollars or something like that interesting like i remember we like students at my school we weren't actually allowed to buy the books ourselves but we had browsing time and then there was a time when either your parents could come in and buy the books for you after school or they would send you home with this sheet and then you could order and have them delivered to you or have them delivered to the school and then you got to pick them up so that that's what happened when i was younger Mm -hmm. like maybe like third grade fourth grade but i think by the time i got to junior high i think they implemented the uh the max one and a half book per child yeah the max money bring into class or school yeah rule that's interesting what what books did you buy i bought a lot of animorph books oh okay i mean i'm sure i bought other books but i just remember buying a lot of animorph books and i think i bought my first one based off of just simply how cool the cover looked oh my god (laughs) those were really cool i actually saw there's an instagram filter where you can make yourself an animorph okay those are just freaky I've seen <laughs> no i think they made it better though because you can actually put yourself in a cover now oh and it says animorphs oh and goosebumps so i did goosebumps a lot too it's goosebumps and animorphs yeah. i think we're like my two my two ones my i remember scholastic book fair kindergarten that's actually where i bought my first harry potter book oh um let's see i really wanted twilight i i feel like if anything i remember the books that i wanted more that i wasn't able to get until i started buying books on my own in like high school and see so this is where i'm dating myself like i'm dating myself like that those books didn't even come out until i was like fifth grade or something like that like harry potter i think the first harry potter book came out when i was like in fifth or sixth grade 
first Harry Potter book came out in 1999. Yeah, then I'd be in fourth grade. Stop. Yeah, because I'm what? 90. So I'm in kinder- kindergarten. I'm five. Oh my god, fourth that's grade, right. I'm You're like, yeah. oh my god, I was in kindergarten. Oh my god. That was in fourth or fifth grade. Oh, <gasps> you're uh, so old. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Not that, you know, doing a 90s throwback thing <laughs> podcast didn't make me feel old enough. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I just remember I really wanted Twilight. I bought Harry Potter. Usually I'd come back with like 20, 25 books marked for my mom that I wanted to get because I read everything. Yeah. She'd get me like two or three that she thought were educational. Like I think she bought me a lot of the Princess Diaries and like the American Girl Trail Diaries. So it's like historical fiction written from the perspective of like young either like young female leaders or like the daughters of like influential female leaders mm-hmm. from like a historical perspective of like of them viewing what's going on around them i like how your mom had all this like entire thought process into which books like you ended <laughs> up with because that makes me kind of question like what my parents were thinking because i definitely walked away from a couple of these book fairs with like captain underpants you know oh captain see underpants? i missed out i've never read <laughs> captain underpants i wasn't allowed to so yeah. my mom said that like it wasn't it wasn't she didn't use the word it wasn't educational i mean definitely wasn't educational but <laughs> Yeah, no, it might have been like it wasn't educational enough or something. I mean, but it's... I, oh my God, I would go through Goosebumps, like my cousins and my friends' Goosebumps book. I think I read like the entire series, like you just know... like based off of them. So you know how like they had the normal books and you remember your like choose adv- own adventure Choose book? your own adventure, yes. I remember um, some of those books, some of those books are brutal. Like some of those choices yeah. you make, like you, you die on like the third page. Oh yeah, do you remember the one that was about like the creepy ventriloquist dummy? Oh yeah, I know talking about oh my god that one was so creepy like those i made my way through goosebumps and then i graduated to rl stein's like fear street series which netflix has made into a three-part movie series totally watch it it's amazing it captures like the real true spirit of an rl stein novel like those were also super creepy like rl stein for teenagers was dark yeah no absolutely I, i remember like there was like a camera or something like someone had that like whenever they take photos it'd be like everyone like dead or something like that or like in skeletons yeah and then there were some like weirder ones where it was like a giant hamster like one of them was like a giant hamster or something like that i guess he ate some kind of goo or something that may turn him into like a monster oh or the 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 girl that got cursed by the witch and was turned into like a pig or something because she like didn't have manners or like she snorted when she laughed and so like the witch like cursed her and said like piggy piggy mm. and she slowly morphed into a pig i don't remember that one that, um, okay that one might not have been <laughs> That one could have been. I uh, I went through a lot. I went from the R.L. Stein to Christopher Pike. I went through the Lurleen McDaniel phase, like. But that was like cancer kids. Those those were yeah. like really dark too. Every single one of those kids died. I think my one of the books I read that was probably like more like that was might not have been meant for my age was I read um like Ag- a lot of Agatha Christie books when I was in like sixth seventh grade. Oh uh, wait, really that's really Christie. fun. Yeah, my first the first book i read from her was uh, and then there were none i don't think i've read that one it's about like 10 people that are on an island and they all like have committed crimes in their past Ooh, and intrigue these, or maybe no 12 or 13 maybe 12 okay 13, maybe i can't remember oh enough for a jury yeah but yep. yeah oh that's it yeah <laughs> and they um they each die off one by one yeah they're, they're trying to figure out who um according and they're killed off according to this poem too oh 
I love that. Yeah, it's um, it's an actual poem. Um, it's not very um, modern day twenty twenty two friendly. Um, it's called Ten Little Indian Kids. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, and they're they're all died off in like certain ways. I don't want to spoil it just in case anyone wants to read it. But um, it's a really good book. Um, and the the like you, it's very you can't really guess the ending to which I really like. And then uh, I mean, a lot of her books have be like the reason why I'm bringing her up is the love of her books have become like movies in the past year. Oh yeah, Death on the Nile. Yeah. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Yep. Um, there are several Doctor Who episodes oh, really? around Agatha Christie. I think there's one where they actually like bring Agatha Christie in. Ooh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's cool. Like I read all those books. It's it's cool to see them like in like modern day movies because I think that there there are there are older versions of those movies. So mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, I think there's actually actually no, I'm not gonna say that because that's gonna be too big of a fact check. But yeah, Scholastic Book Fair, ten for ten. Bring this back everywhere. Yes. And next we have okay. Number 19, we made it through the list. High five. <laughs> CD cases. I, you know, funny enough, I uh, I was recently going through um, um, some of my old stuff in boxes at my parents' place, and I um, I found a, a couple of my CD cases. Mm-hmm. And now, since, you know, these are pretty much like either collector or memorable, like mem- mm-hmm. mem- mem- memorable? Mem- memorabilia? Memorabilia for me. <laughs> oh, I can't <laughs> wait for that to make it onto the podcast. <laughs> Um, it's getting late. Um, it's all right, guys. Brian's had some to drink today. I promise he knows how to speak. <laughs> Not even. It's just late. Um, but uh, I mean, I took them all out of their CD cases, so I had easier access to them. Right, mm-hmm. so you don't have to like look for an entire CD case when you want to hear a song. You know, it's easier access. And now that everything's on Spotify and. Um, Apple Music. Apple Music. I'm I'm in the process of putting, (laughs) taking all these CDs that are in these like giant CD cases and putting them back into like the original like because I kept all their cases. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh my god. So I, I mean, you're at least better than me. I have my old CD cases. The old CD jackets. A lot of them are broken. Oh yeah. Yeah. My mom is really upset because like I like I saw this back in the day and I'm like, oh that's like so cool and convenient it's a great way to have them all at once because my mom loves music she has like a huge collection of like cassettes and cds and records and all this stuff and she had it organized now in a way that worked for her which i did not understand as a child so when she got me my first walkman and like i like was like listening to music i got a little cd case to travel with and then i got another and another and i just started putting all of her CDs in there and so I just like kind of like toss the cases because I'm like oh you don't need this anymore like this is so much better yeah ah, sad times maybe <laughs> I can replace those for her <laughs> I'm gonna like Rasputin music or something one day and try to track all of them down did you uh, did you make any um uh, I mean this is probably past the 90s but did you did you make any uh, mixtape oh my god okay no so like one as we've like kind of established in previous podcasts I don't like music <laughs> Okay, no. That's like, it's an overarching statement. It's not that I don't like music. I'm not good at keeping up with current music. Generally, like, my music tastes were, like, very off from my peers. So it wasn't, like, a bonding point for us. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's not what I've, like, leaned into when I need entertainment. Like, I usually pick up a book or I start streaming something. But my friends used to make mixtapes. And, like, that's how they would show. It'd be, like, best friends forever mix or, like, (laughs) someone's, like, sweet 
16 birthday mix and like I have all of those that they've made. So it's really funny looking back to see like the music of the times. Like I remember someone made a birthday mix that they handed out to everyone and it was all of the songs from Glee. And then someone else made a mix and it was like all of like the title tracks um from like commercials from like the twilight movies and like teen like slasher films like prom night and like the babysitter or like whatever like when i was in high school did you ever try to upload these cds to like an itunes your itunes music library yes i was not very good at it though because i remember when it was like a new thing Mm mm-hmm Oh my god, and, and you'd you, have to like go in and you'd have to like label everything and be yeah, like track one, one and then you'd have to two, write in the name. Track three, track four, track five, track six. Maybe that's also why I don't like music. Yeah. I'm like, this was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. I mean, it, I think they later got better with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember for a while you'd put it in a CD of just, you know, tracks one through 19. Mm-hmm. So then you have to flip over your CD case and like try to like oh, enter yeah. it all in manually. No, I feel like if anything. Cause like my mom, I remember my mom telling me from a young age, like an album, like CD, cassette, record, whatever, it's meant to be listened to in its entirety. You're not supposed to just listen to a song. You're not supposed to listen to it out of order. Everything is put together in such a way that it's the representation of how the artist wants it to be. Oh, no, absolutely. There's like a lot of, I mean, even nowadays, like the first song is usually like an intro, last mm-hmm. song is like an outro. Mm-hmm. So I think also there, like it gave me a little bit of anxiety because I'm like, what, that's like 10 to like 13 songs in an album? And you have to listen to like, it entirely. You're committing to an hour. <laughs> <laughs> like it's quite a bit. Did you ever make them? Uh, yeah, did you yeah, give for, fr- for friends. Oh my God. Like what did, what, what was your vibe? Um, that time I was listening to a lot of like punk rock kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So um, punk, pop, rock. So yeah, just stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. We made it through 55 minutes. I feel happy with that. I can't believe that's a podcast. It's a podcast. I sound so boring in that. We're not boring. We're 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I sound boring. You sound very excited. I sound very tired. And I feel like I'm very conscious, conscious of it. If you hate it, I won't put it up. I can also make you sound more exciting too. I mean, no, I mean, you that. can put it up. I don't. I'm not like self conscious of that. I just mm-hmm. feel like I feel like your listeners would listen to it and to be like, "Oh shit, this is like a bad episode." It's all right. We're rebranding next season anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you can keep it up. I don't, I don't care about that part. Okay. In terms of quality of content, I feel I feel bad for putting out a bad product. That's all. I don't think it's a bad product. I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Fair well. Brian, thank you very much for letting me keep you up an additional hour tonight and joining me for this 90s podcast very spontaneously. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Especially since we're uh, recording this on the uh, the eve of Outside Lands, you know, bands like even though it's probably closer to 2000, like Green Day and like Mm -hmm. some of these like older bands are coming back. Um, Yeah, it was good reminiscing about all my uh, distant childhood. (laughs) it's all right it's distant for me too and on that note thank you for listening to this episode of in omnia paratus grab your coffee bowls and don't forget to rate download and follow on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts as always where you lead will follow so head on over to at in omnia pod on instagram and let us know what you would like to hear about in the comments bye